ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in the series, The Story of Jesus. If you like this podcast, share with your family and friends. All right. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Today we have Britt, we've got Chris, and we got Avery, my wife. And Hello. so we uh, will be talking through the sermon today. Um, we're just kind of going over it. We kind of all had a little bit of distractions going through the, the, ser- the sermon today. Yes. Uh, Avery, you know, I feel like you should just give us a summary. What was what uh, was the sermon so about today? This, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you the summary of my, my chaos morning because that's what oh, we were talking about before. Go. And yeah. so I was cooking dinner for a family at the church and kind of rushing to so I could make it on time for this. And I was listening to the sermon while I was cooking and I'm loading, rushing stuff into the car. I have these homemade sourdough, perfect brownies uh-huh. run out into the car uh-huh. and they slip out of my hands <gasps> and just shatter no. all behind my car mm-hmm. and the wheel. So hopefully there's not a hole in the wheel at some point. Oh, I'm going to clean shattered Yeah, it was like oh. all glass. So I couldn't oh, okay. even like kind of salvage the brownie because it's like glass, You're be wasn't glass. it? You'd have to be the Grinch, right? Mm-hmm. So he the family, glass. hopefully they don't like... X me off of the list ever again because I didn't. Ha- I don't have dessert. I was glad for that clarification. I'm like, if you're get, if you're shattering brownies, they may be overcooked. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, okay, okay, no, 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 okay. loading, like, loading. So, so what did you make? Car. Go ahead and tell everybody what you made. I made chicken pot pie. Oh, and I'm homemade with a homemade sourdough crust. Oh, and, wow. Um, salad, but you know things weren't going great because I didn't have the right seasonings this morning, so I had to like kind of. Make, make arrangements with that. And then I didn't have the right cheese. So I had to stop at the store. So it's there. Everything's made. It's fine. Gordon Ramsay's rule of thumb. Did you taste as I, you cooked? I taste. And taste it, and adjust. Taste and adjust. That's what he says. It's good, but it's not my best. Good, yeah. not great. Wow. Okay. Do you guys or is it great? I, I it's great. It's just not my so best. So it is great. Good. That's, it's okay. great. Good. It's, it's still good. Britt and Chris, do you guys cook? Uh, you know. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Okay. Like in, instant pot cooking. That's okay. what we do. Yeah. I have mastered the oven pizza. I cook it literally because it says cook it a certain amount of minutes, but then that the top doesn't quite get cooked. So you put it on broil for like two minutes at the end, gets the top nice and melted. Nice. So I've mastered the oven pizza, mac and cheese. Wait, that that um, that's, that doesn't yeah. count. You I know how to oh. heat up pizza. Yeah, that's cooking. According to my kids, that's a delicacy. So you know, single dad life, I gotta just do whatever I can. But no, I really can't cook. I pasta. think if you d- define your cooking status off of the device that you use, that's probably yeah, not yeah, the best, yeah. the, <laughs> best <laughs> indicator. Meals, you know. No, I, I like go tos. Like I, I can make really good Italian sausage and peppers. I can make really mm. good pasta fagioli. I can make really Ooh. good. But it's like, it's like it's like it's just pasta. It's literally. Rice or like you know like rice and beans like like uh, that's mm-hmm. a very like go to traditional mm-hmm. Hispanic meal. That's it's literally means pasta and beans <laughs> like that's all it is. It's just nice. pasta and beans. Mm-hmm. It's delicious though. What about you, honey? Do you cook? Uh, not much. Yeah, no, not cook. much at all. You're great yeah. at dishes though. Thank you. You're really yes. good I'm at dishes. I'm, I'm a sushi. Oh, you do dishes. You know, I, that's I do, good. I do. Okay. I do some chopping a little. Perfect team. There you sometimes. go. Not really, but yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you do the chopping. Me She's out. like keywords. Some you've gotten really good at making homemade salad dressing. Hey, there you go. That's on your list. Thank you. I didn't, you know. Just finding anything to give me a little credit. Although um, you do every time you go, you're like, what do we put in it again? I'm like, you know, you got this. <laughs> you know. You go. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so, so Avery, since you, um, you know, gave us a rundown of your morning, you were listening to the sermon. What 
What was your kind of takeaway from the sermon today? And you have any like little summary you want to give us? Yeah, I think it was a good window into reading the Old Testament in a new light, right? Yeah. I think a lot of times, I mean, I, I like reading the Old Testament, but I like reading portions of the Old <laughs> Testament that I find interesting. Um, but I, I don't think I ever read it in the lens of Jesus. Mm. It was all pre-Jesus. Sure. So dad really dropped the ball. I guess in my childhood. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's like, and, and he caught the ball today. Right. This is the first time yeah. hearing this information. So, <laughs> no, I, I know he really did a good job um, painting a picture of like, okay, Jesus is threaded through the entire Old Testament and reading in the lens of that, I mean, changes how you read the Old Testament. So how do you, how do, you do that though? Because I think a lot of people, including myself, have a hard time connecting with the Old Testament and so how how do you better off connect with the Old Testament or what are some strategies to help people that may struggle with, you know, really diving into the Old Testament? Oh, okay. That was an open <laughs> question. I thought we're still on Avery. No, um, go for it. Something I actually found that was very interesting is the Bible by itself is very clearly enough of the word. You know, you have to be careful because other, uh, like some religions out there have tried to add to it and say, well, this is just as important as what's in the Bible However, on the flip side, if you are reading a part in history in the Old Testament and it just simply says, this person was in power and this empire was in power, it doesn't really, they don't really go much past that. If you actually get some history books and start actually starting to understand like, okay, these people sacrificed goats and doves, what does that mean? To us today, that makes no sense. Are we hunting in the woods? Like what's going on? Um, When you actually start to try to take a snippet of the Old Testament, take something that kind of gets glossed over and read in history why that was so important to those people at that time. Um, there's so many things that you read and we just kind of gloss past today because it doesn't apply as much today. But when you understood how big of a deal that was to those people, and then when God gave, gave a command to do something opposing to that, you really start to understand how big of a deal that was. Um, a quick example, um, sort of like in history, if, if somebody goes in history class and says, okay, we're going to talk about like the fall of Constantinople, like the Byzantine Empire. To us today, okay, it's an empire, probably a big deal, probably important. But when you actually go back and start to understand what the empire was that fell and what replaced it, you see it's probably one of the biggest events in earthen history. Uh, mm. Earth history, I guess, not spiritual history, but uh-huh. in terms of like the earth and who ruled. And so that's something I've been trying to do lately is go back to the Old Testament, read it, and when something comes up that seems like that doesn't really make a lot of sense, why is that even in there? And why is it glossed over after one sentence? You go back into a history book and try to do a little bit of studying of what that symbolized back then, and you go back and reread it, it can just change the entire meaning mm-hmm. of like three wise men crossed across, you know, went across the whole, well, that's New Testament. But mm-hmm. anyway, you go to the Old Testament and read that and start to understand what those symbolic things actually meant to them. It'll really open up the word of God even more and help you understand why things that seem not important to us today were so important to them back then. Let me ask you not to put you on the spot, but um, is there a resource that you reference when you talk about like going into history or do you just do a Google search on the topic? Because I think sometimes it can get overwhelming um, to like, where do you go for that additional information? And the Google can sometimes feel overwhelming. Is there certain, like, sources that you have found? Um, 
I don't have an exact answer, but honestly, I grew up with like Encyclopedia Britannica, things like that. So I'll try to actually Google resources that were verified by multiple sources. At least you have a better chance of it being a little more accurate. Yeah. Um, so I'll go to some of those older encyclopedias and history books that weren't just written in the last five or 10 years because we know they're probably a little bit warped. Mm-hmm. Um, so go back to some of those more classic sources. And, uh, and again, I just start to Google and when I'm looking at the answers, I look at what sources is from. Is this something I've never heard of? Okay, there's a good chance. It may not be as reliable. So try to go to some, like I said, Encyclopedia Britannica was for me, it, growing up, it was very detailed, but very simple at the same time. Yeah. And so I go back and try to Google. And if I see those in the URLs, I'm like, okay, this is at least a certified source by more than one person. So it's a right. better chance of it being accurate. That's yeah. a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's, I mean, we have like the ESV Bible that kind of gives a little bit of a summary at the beginning of each chapter and everything. Yeah, they give you a summary and like it's a little, it's called a study Bible. So you have little tidbits that can um, kind of paint a, a clearer picture, but it is, it's, it's small. It's not, I mean, it's helpful for sure, but it's not super, super detailed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any other um, suggestions of how to connect with the Old Testament more? Anything come to mind? I think it's great to to look at the cohesiveness too of the Old Testament and the New Testament. You see things that that are in the Old Testament that begin to come back up in Jesus's life, and just one glaring one that that stands out to me is the forty years that the Israelites spent in the wilderness, and then you got Jesus coming out right before he goes in the ministry, spending forty days in the desert, um, no food, no water, being tempted by the by Satan, which guess who was also being tempted out in that 40 years of the Israelites? They were constantly tempted to turn away from God and to, why is God doing this? Why is God doing this? But Jesus perfected it. The Israelites did it imperfectly in their 40 years. Jesus did it perfectly in his 40 days where he continually looked to the word of God and, and, and combated Satan um, in those 40 days. Anyway, so just that that light of looking at that the cohesiveness of Jesus' life toward, to, that, that we see things that already happened in the Old Testament that Jesus then does perfectly in his life. Yeah, see, I don't think I would have ever made that correlation. I mean, mm. I know both of those stories, sure. but, like, there would be no branch for me to— I don't know, maybe if I took a class and someone who— um, Made that connection. Made that right. connection for me. <laughs> so I think it's hard when you're, like— I mean, you went to school for yeah, ministry. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there are, not to say you didn't make that connection yourself, but I'm just saying. Like, I don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been taught to me back then. And I have no idea. But I think for, like, someone who's, like, you know, getting in their 10 minutes or 15 minutes <laughs> sure. of, of scripture, I think, I mean, I would love to hear, like, what your guys's, like, what does your um, quiet time look like? is on a practical level of like reading the old Testament and the new Testament. And like, I mean, applying that practically. I'll talk about this because I love my devotion. I use, I've been doing it since I was in college. Actually, I learned it from the campus pastor at Southeastern who picked it up. He he was miraculously kind of saved 180 degree turnaround in his life when he was 17. And a month after getting saved, he had already accumulated a, a group of like, and this is not to brag on him, but 120 students started showing up to his Bible study. He was just on fire. Yeah. And the the tool that he was introduced to was called the Life Journal. And it's what I do today. And and I, again, I'm not perfect. So there, there are days that I go by, I'm like, oh no, my Life Journal. Mm-hmm. But um, this is, it's my method of reading the Bible. And the, the way it works is it gives you typically two to three chapters in the Old Testament, maybe a Psalm or a Proverb, and then two to three chapters in the New Testament. And what that will do for you is you'll go through the Old Testament twice in a year. Mm-hmm. You'll go through the New Testament once in a year. And so you have like all this opportunity to, to be looking at the New Testament and the Old Testament so side by side. So repeat it again? 
Um, Life Journal. Life Journal. Life, Life Journal. Journal. You can you, find you, it at Life like Resources. It? Yeah, okay. they are seven dollars for their cheap ring ones, or okay. or eight dollars, or. You can look up Life Journal reading plan online and just use your own notebook. And they, they put their, their their reading plan online for free. But it's it's awesome. There's a SOAP method after, which is S-O-A-P-S. You pick out a scripture. You write that scripture. O, you observe. So you write in your own words what you're observing happen in the scripture. Mm. A is application. How are you changed from reading this scripture today? How are you going to walk forward and apply the scripture to your life? And how long does that take you? 30 minutes. What's the P? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. What's that? What's the last one? P. P. Oh, Prayer. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Prayer. So you just literally write. So, how, much, okay. how long is this going to take me? I want to know. Literally, literally, there's an express plan that you can do in 15 minutes, and there's a the, the full plan where you go through the Old Testament one, or twice and the New Testament once, and that one takes about 30 minutes. So it, it's, mm-hmm. it's not long, mm-hmm. and you come away with it every single day of having, if someone were to ask you, What's in your spirit today? What, what what do you got? What word you got for me? You have a word. Like every single day, you have something that that, that you can share. Yeah. Don't ask me this morning because I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I, I, I usually do mine in the evening because because I've also read. Read your word when you're at your best. You want to give God your best. Give Him your or, or you want to read the word of God when you're at your best. So when you're are you at your best? Are you a morning person? Read in the morning. Are you yeah. a night person? Read at night. Are you a lunchtime person? Read at lunch. That's okay. You don't have to be right. a. Is this okay to say the butt crack of dawn type of person? <laughs> you don't have to be that We're person. Yeah, 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 we might have to edit that out. No, uh, but but um, whenever you're at your best, get in the word. And, yeah. and you don't have to do the life journal, but I recommend it. The yeah. life journal is incredible. Yeah. And I think that's that's a good way uh, sometimes because, um, you know, Pastor Tom gave us the example of Andy Stanley and uh, going through how, you know, he kind of discounts the the Old Testament and uh, when you're going to church, when you're like, you know, viewing the health of a church, when the the sermons up there are only from the the New Testament, that can kind of be a, a red flag. And so, you know, having that in your own, you know, prayer life, own, you know, reading life mm-hmm. is to have that balance between the old and the new. And then obviously, you know, when you're studying, when you're seeing on um, on the stage of the, the pastors going through, are they referencing the Old Testament as well? Because I feel like that can be um, just... Just a warning sign if if they're only focusing on the the New Testament it can right. just be misca- miscounting or discounting everything that happened before because you know as Pastor Tom kind of said you know uh, the whole Old Testament was a, was about Jesus as right. well so you know how can we look at that through that those Christological lenses and help us to understand the whole story of who Jesus is and you know what his purpose was because you know if if we just Look at it, you know, with, with with the scripture that he he mentioned from uh, Luke. I think I put it down here. Um, he, um, yes, it was from 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 Matthew. So Matthew five uh, seventeen. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law mm. or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Because right. you know we, we can get kind of misguided and kind of thinking that, you know, Jesus is going to do this one thing or everybody around him thought he was going to, you know, come and, you know, destroy or overturn the government and everything. But, you know, it was his purpose was to fulfill the law. Um, but yeah, so any anything else come to come to mind with that um, kind of talking through uh, different leaders in the church or different, um, you know, spiritual, maybe authors? What is a good way that you guys can evaluate kind of who you listen to, who you're, you know, who you are looking to for a source of uh, wisdom out there. Um, Does anything come to mind for that, how to evaluate that? I think, I mean, it was interesting, like Andy Stanley, I really enjoy, you know, Andy Stanley, but, you know. We went to his church up in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, briefly. We went and visited North Point there and 
but yeah, so. it was good. Yeah, and it's good. I always like I liked him. I mean, I've we. So I think um, it was interesting, you know, him pointing out like, you know, this is where I he doesn't agree with him, and um, I think you can still like the person Absolutely. and not agree with everything. And yeah. I think sometimes, as like. Christians because, and it's not necessarily always, it's not bad, but sometimes we go overboard where we're trying to protect, you know, every aspect of the faith so much in a way that we're fearful of anyone who says anything different. Mm. And then we discount them entirely as a person or as a leader because they say something that we don't agree with. And I think we can challenge one another, even if you're not a spiritual leader, you can challenge, um, you know, other leaders or people in in their walks with faith of like I don't necessarily agree with that and but I can see I agree with you on this and um, yeah and your your dad actually PT said it today not on stage but to us it where he was saying you can't just discredit and discount someone for one bad theology or even a, a couple bad theologies that they have right. I think we all probably have a little bad theology like we all mm. nobody has the Bible and God perfectly figured out you can live a million years and never have it fully figured right. out. So we're all going to have a little bad theology. I think we shouldn't just discredit one another and stop talking to one another because we don't. If Andy Stanley, your PT disagrees with that one, but hey, he's really wise in this area. You're right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Andy Stanley might have wisdom somewhere else that, that we really, hey, man, that's really good. Like I, I totally agree with you. Like we can't just stop communication because we disagree with one another. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really arrogant. Yeah. If you If you find yourself in a situation that you're like, you know, discrediting people left and right because of this, like I think it's you're in a position of arrogance. And I think that can be dangerous. Mm. And eventually, if you don't agree to disagree, then you can go to like an underground fight club. It gets <laughs> it very dangerous. And, this and, is the spiritual. You know, bad for your health. So just uh-huh. just be okay with disagreeing on some things. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> we did our best. All right, gloves off. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think growing up, my dad would always say like, you know, you're going to get it wrong. And so like when you get to the gates of heaven, like – Every person is going to be like, you missed the mark. Yeah. You didn't get it right on this topic or this is where you were wrong. I mean, I don't know. Like, but it's just basically yeah. everyone's going to fall short. And so. And that's the full loop, isn't it? Of right. Jesus fulfilling the law because we can't. Right. We can't fulfill the law. He fulfilled it for us because we cannot. Like, yeah. And so, um, you know, one of the quotes that he he had from, uh, I think it was one of uh, his professors, Jesus was both actually present in the Old Testament and accurately predicted and that he would come first as our savior, and then in a later second coming, would appear as the king supreme over all the earth. Such an unusual state of affairs is possible because he was, he is, and he is the one to come. And so, yeah, I mean, it. I think we've kind of, you know, touched on it of, of you know, this is uh, a concept of how to read the Old Testament. Uh, Pastor Tom gave us the challenge to read the Old Testament in the year coming in 2024. Which uh, using your method, there you uh, go. Brit, we, you would do, right? Yep. And yep. get the New Testament. There you go. And so uh, I think you said it was like three chapters a day. If you can do that, then you can kind of get through the the Old Testament. And so, um, yeah, definitely, definitely a challenge. But yeah, I think that when you balance it between the old and the new, it kind of can shed a little bit more light on on everything. And I hate to keep like plugging the life journal, but <laughs> one more benefit of what we're it just it just fits with what we're talking about is they actually put together the reading plan to where it's cohesive. Like you 
often be reading the Old Testament, and then you get to the New Testament scriptures, and it's referring to oh, that Old Testament. Yeah. That you're, it's That's so cool. cool. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. So it, so you can. It's probably where I saw that connection yeah. between the forty and the forty. I probably right. read the forty days in the wilderness, or the forty years in the wilderness, and then Jesus right. spending his forty days in the wilderness. It, very, very possible because they do that all the time. Where you're reading your Old Testament, and then you get to the New, and you're like, wait a minute. We were just, mm-hmm. it just referenced that we were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very cool. Yeah. And I think if you don't read the Old Testament, like you miss a huge part of who God is. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, reading it together is cohesive of who God and Jesus is mm-hmm. in one and then the Holy Spirit and like what that, uh, the Trinity is and, and the different personalities of who God is. Right. If we're only reading, like cherry picking scripture, especially in in the New Testament, we can really get into this idea of like, I mean, God is a compassionate God, right? That's part of it. But like, he's also like to be reverenced and feared. Mm-hmm. And he has, you know, there needs to be like some of that awe struckness yeah. that, that you get when you read the Old Testament and you're like, whoa, yeah. what, what, why? why? <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like, like the two, yeah. it's like these, it's like, you see his perfect justice and truth, but mm-hmm. he has perfect grace, right? Like there's a balance. He is perfectly graceful, but he's perfect in justice as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, you got to take both. You can't, like you said, yeah. cherry pick one or the other. Right. He is both. He is perfect in his justice, perfect in his grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something but, I've been using. This that kind of goes back to one of the first questions you ask about how do you fit in like actual devotion time? Um, I, for health reasons, I need to start doing more exercise. So about eight days ago, um, I started, you know, an app that like there's a lot out there that helps you exercise. And it told me to take a certain amount of steps a day that felt ludicrous. Um, <laughs> it's, it's in the five digit figures. I'm like, oh my goodness. But um, I also used, unfortunately, I'll admit, I was very bad growing up for most of my life about getting in the road regularly. And actually, uh, somebody here really encouraged me and said, start it. I'm going to track you on the Bible app, oh, add me wow. as a friend. And, Ooh, and if, if I ever cool. don't see you in there, I'm going to call you out. I'm like, I need that because especially <laughs> as a single guy, I don't have a spouse who can help me do that. That's right. cool. And um, I started actually from the beginning. This, this was actually days before we talked about the Old Testament last week. Um, or the day before, and um, I'm doing the chronological version, which does end up being about three chapters a day, but it helps me because I remember when I tried to read it at a younger age, there were some stories that were very similar but weren't actually at the same time in history. Uh, Like certain kings, you hear the names, you're like, that sounds like this other king. Which one are they talking about? Um, But I actually do it while I exercise, right when my kids go to sleep. Luckily, they're old enough to be home alone for 30, 45 minutes. Um, My neighborhood has a nice long sidewalk, and I'll literally put on my app to start counting my steps, and the Bible app has audio, certain yeah, versions, not the versions it. I want, but certain yeah. versions. <laughs> um, and I just, and it's nice because it's nighttime, it's nice and cool. I'm a redhead. I'll like catch on fire if I do it in the middle of the day. Um, but I can do both. I'm actually getting in the physical exercise I need. And it's amazing. A lot of people think in order to exercise, I need like really strong, energetic music, you know, upbeat. <laughs> yes, that's great. But you'll be amazed how well you can focus when you're just simply walking around yeah. an area that that isn't really congested with cars because safety first. Um, but when you're just walking around and you can listen to the word and really dwell on it and really mm. meditate on it, so cool. um, it's really powerful and you're, you're getting two things done at once. So for all you that have busy schedules, there is a way around that. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's once. funny because I was really good reading scripture as a kid and even pre-kids. I mean, we were in the word a, a lot more and I think we've, I've, I won't say we, I've struggled, we, uh, but <laughs> we've struggled to find like a routine mm. since we've had kids and sure. like being home with them and like it just, there isn't time to 
for there isn't there's not time to have quiet time how I would want to have quiet sure. time. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I want it to be quiet and I want to be able to like focus on one thing and not multitask. And so um I've definitely struggled. And so I think that would having a, a like a a system, mm. you know, like uh, what you were talking about or, you know, either of you. And so I'm yeah, maybe get back in a routine. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's some good takeaways, obviously. Um, you know, Britt's going to get some commission for the life journal. <laughs> so, so we I should. Is, is amount, there a discount code that we could? Honestly, <laughs> I should call them because the amount that I buy life journals to give them to people and the amount that I replenish I myself, like, I'm like, it's cool. you ever got one? Yeah, yeah, yeah on none now. of us have gotten one. Have it's you usually, gotten one, Chris? Guys, it's usually like my my, vol- my young volunteers are coming up. But if you guys want well, I'll get them for you. They're cheap. I'll get them for you. Next time we're all on the podcast, they're going to be ready for you. All your Christmas presents are life Oh, I haven't. I've actually been thinking about what my Christmas friends are going to be for my volunteers. I didn't even think about that. Oh. For the well, first one, hopefully they're people. not listening. Uh, act, I mean, yeah. not. Never mind. I haven't decided yet. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, um, just to kind of summarize, Life Journal, get some accountability partners, yes. uh, habit stacking. You know, do exercise at the. Um, reading at the same time. Utilize that Bible um, app thing. I didn't even know that. You could add friends and keep up with each other. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Utilize that. That's cool. Yeah. And then um, Guilt anything trip. else? <laughs> Guilt trip. There you go. Whatever it takes. <laughs> exactly. I need that. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy. Yeah. I would go to the gym. I'm like, coach, yell at me. I need that. I'm just yeah. one of those people. You know. Hey, Chris, you do your life journal today? No, not yet. Oh, I thought you loved God. <laughs> just kidding. Man, back I need a different no, accountability. I'll just, I'm just keep crying in the corner. That's right. It's, it's like crying in devotions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what devotions you're doing. I know. Exactly. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Do the mom's group. There's lots of crying in that one. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining today. We will catch up next week. Uh, until then, have a great week. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.